Hi everyone. So today I'll be talking about this book called Your Survival Instinct is Killing You. So this book is written by Dr. Mark Shaw. Let's start asking ourselves a few questions. So for example, have you ever felt because of some small and significant event and you feel so angry or frustrated out of sudden? So it can be example, let's say um, you're lining up to buy a drink. Let's say you're in Starbucks and then you're lining up, you want to buy your favorite drink. And then suddenly someone just cut queue right in front of you. So what would you feel at that instant? So you probably feel angry, you want to scold the person or you might really go and scold the person actually. So these are some sudden anger that happened out of nowhere. And then let's say you are stuck in a traffic jam and your car is not moving. You get irritated. You feel like you want to start to haunt all the cars in front of you. So this kind of like anger or frustrateness that appears suddenly. And other than that, you can also happen like let's say you're on a diet and you're not supposed to eat let's say after 9pm. But then suddenly you feel hungry, you feel craving, you want to eat ice cream, you want to go downstairs, open your fridge and start eating the ice cream inside. But then you keep on telling yourself you can't, you're on the diet. And then you feel frustrated that you can't and then you can't control yourself. And then you just go down and have the ice cream. So what's the reason that's making us feeling frustrated, angry, anxiety, can't control ourselves? So the reason is in this book called Your Survival Instinct is Killing You. So survival instinct has actually been part of us. It's actually been programmed within us to keep us for survival and to protect us from danger. So this survival instinct is actually useful when we are still living in the jungle those days. So in those days, let's say if a tiger come and attack us out of nowhere, so what is your first response? It's to run away, right? So when you run away and seek for safety, that is actually your survival instinct kicking in to protect you. But in this 21st century right now, right? You don't face situation where a tiger appear out of nowhere and come and attack us. We're actually in a quite safe environment. We don't really need to actually rely on our survival instinct to protect us. But then this survival instinct is 24-7 turned on and it actually mislabeled the danger that is, is things that are not danger, but we label it as danger. So for example, let's say just now the example, you're lining up to purchase a drink at Starbucks and then the person cut queue right in front of you, it's actually not danger. But our survival instinct labels this as danger. And then we start to get angry and then we start to scold the person. So this is our instinct response from your survival instinct. So to understand this thing um, deeper, you have to understand where is this survival instinct lies in your brain. So I'll just explain two main parts of our brain. So we have the limbic system. So limbic system is called the older part of the brain. And this part is where your survival instincts lies. So the limbic system is used for fight or flight response. And it's like for, let's say, for gut response, your fear, your anger, your hunger, all lies within this brain. And then surrounding this limbic system is called the cerebral cortex. So cerebral cortex is actually used for logical thinking, critical thinking, and decision making. So if you think logically, what is the right thing to do? And also for problem solving. So these two brain, right, is actually always constantly in disagreement. They always like things differently. So a good example can be like say, um, you're on a diet and it's 10 p.m. And you feel like eating 
ice cream. So what these two brains will do is limbic system will tell you, oh yes, you should have some ice cream. It's been a stressful day for you. Should enjoy yourself. Life is short. Go and enjoy the ice cream. But then the cerebral cortex will come also and tells you, no, you've been working very hard um, on this diet. You already lose 2 kg. And then you want to spoil your diet with this ice cream. So these two will keep on constantly fight with each other. And then usually the case is limbic system win, which is always why we always regret our actions after that. So there's the two buds of the brain. So if you look around you right now, right, in this society, you notice like your friends, your family members, or maybe your colleagues, you notice that people are more stressed out, they're more woke up, they get triggered easily. So why are we getting more triggered easily even though we are living in this comfortable world compared to the jungle, right? So one of the reasons is because of technological advancement. So technological advancement has actually made our life more comfortable. And when we get more comfortable with our life, we are actually less tolerant to discomfort. And when we are less tolerant to discomfort, your survival instinct will think that you are actually in harm. And you start to awaken and try to try to control your body. And when your survival instinct misbehave and try to take control of your body, you notice symptoms that will happen like depression, like anxiety attack, insomnia, migraine, all these problems will start to surface. Discomfort is not something that happens out of nowhere. It's something that it's actually quietly building within you. It's something that's boiling inside of you. So we call this the agitance. So think of agitance like um, body temperature. So normal body temperature is let's say 36.5 degrees Celsius to let's say 37.5 degrees Celsius. And then fever level is anything that's above 37.5 to 38.3. So as we start to get more wrapped up, you get stressed or triggered, then this adjutance, right, is actually slowly building inside of you. And it's actually slowly, um, your body temperature is actually slowly rising towards the fever mark. And then even if before it crosses the fever, right, you'll start to notice your body feel uneasiness, uneasiness, you feel aginess. And then once this body temperature crosses this fever mark, what happens is actually you have fever, right? And when this crosses your fever mark, it means that your discomfort has emerged. And when your discomfort has emerged, it actually awakens or triggers your survival instinct. And then you start notice symptoms like um, you easily get short-tempered, irritated easily, you get anxiety attack, panic attack, depression, all these problems will start to surface. There are a few ways to see whether you have a jitans level that is slowly building within you. So um, for example, let's say, there's no message coming in. Um, and then, but then you like to constantly check on your phone to see if you miss out any messages, even though there's no notification. Or it can also happen at work. You know there's no email coming in, but every like, let's say five to 10 minutes, you'll check your mailbox to see if like clients send you any email or you might miss out any mail. And it also can happen, let's say you're driving to work and you're not in a hurry, but you're driving very fast, afraid you might um, be late for work or be late for appointment and then even though let's say um, other example can be I'm not hungry but I just feel uncomfortable 
but I feel like to find food and eat to make me feel comfortable. So all these are like signs of agitance that is quietly building within us that we don't notice it as a problem. So these are things that we can start noticing. Another thing not to confuse is that agitance and stress are actually two different things. So stress is actually pinpoint to a particular event and it's very focused one. So for example, let's say um, this stress is actually related to this project that I'm handling right now. So this project has very short deadline and that a lot of, there's a lot of deliverables during this project. But once this project ends, right, I will actually stop to feeling so stressed already. This stress feeling will slowly, gradually decline and then slowly diminish. But then for agitus, it's different. Agitus is not just triggered by just one event. It's actually a built up and accumulative of imbalances by different events. And there's also a relationship though. So if my agitus level is very poorly managed, I am actually very vulnerable and very easily triggered and affected by all these different stresses that you face in your daily life. So other factors that can actually affect this agitance, one of it is our constant need for sensory um, stimulation. So for example, let's say um, how this sensory stimulation work is like I'm having lunch and then while I'm having lunch, I will actually take out my smartphone and I will start to scroll social media, Facebook and Instagram. So I become addicted to all this stimulation. Even though like let's say um, taking public transport, you notice that people like to scroll their phone or Facebook during um, on the public transport and if they don't use their phone, they'll have this uneasiness. If this is one of the reasons, it's because we are addiction, we are addicted to this stimulation and this addiction is actually related to this chemical called the dopamine. So dopamine is actually released by the limbic brain. So this limbic brain, which is also the survival instinct brain, actually release this chemical, this dopamine chemical. And this dopamine chemical actually makes us feel good. And the more dopamine level, so the higher the dopamine chemical rises, the better you feel, you feel much more happy. So think of, let's say, um, I'm craving for chocolate. So just thinking about me eating the chocolate or having the chocolate right actually helps my dopamine level to rise. It's actually already rising right now when I'm thinking about eating the chocolate later. And then, but then once I start to eat the chocolate right, so while I'm having the chocolate, this dopamine level will then slowly, gradually drop. And then when this dopamine level gradually drop, I will actually want more of it because when this, when I want more of this is because I will feel good if my dopamine level rises and then the cycle will tend to repeat itself again and every time you will then need more stimulation to actually trigger this dopamine. I will actually need more things to actually trigger this dopamine instead of just having one bar of chocolate, probably I will need more. So this is the constant need of stimulation that actually relates with this dopamine chemical. Another thing that actually triggers this agitance is also this factor called instant need for gratification. So how this instant need for gratification works is let's say, let's say if you are curious about something, you want to know um, about a particular thing, where do you go, right? Usually I will go to Google and then I will start searching about it. So because I want to have my answer immediately, this is the sign of instant need of gratification. And then other example can also be like, let's say uh, example of the grab food. I'm hungry, then I will just go grab food and order my food immediately. 
because the food will get to delivered to me. So these are the different um, signs of factors of agitants that actually affect our discomfort level and that it will actually um, the badly the more badly is actually managed is actually more easily to set us off so now that you know about this agitants and also this survival instinct how uh, agitants can actually awaken this survival instinct so the good news is that you can actually retrain and work on this. So in the book, Mark actually shared 15 um, simple strategies that you can use to control your comfort zone and control your survival instinct. But I just highlight a few, yeah? So one of it is to, let's say, take some technology tie up. So try to take, like let's say, 2-3 hours, stay away from your smartphone, your laptop, all your electronic gadgets, and try to relax. So another one can be, let's say, try to learn how to value and tolerate imperfection. So for example, let's say um, at work, you might be working on a presentation slide and then you keep on trying to improve and improve it and you feel so frustrated that you still think that it's not the best. Then you just try to go with the flow. You do, everything is, there will be some imperfection. So you don't have to chase for the perfection all the time. And then the third one is to limit your sensory inputs. So let's say if you are driving, then try to focus on driving. Don't try to answer phone and talk on the phone and then try to drive at the same time. So too much sensory input actually um, creates more anxiety level. And then another one is try to stop trying to get everything all done. So when you have too many things that you want to get it done in a single day and it's not realistic, you actually feel very frustrated because you want to have all these items being complete, but it's not possible. So then you start to feel very stressed and woke up. And then another thing is you should also learn how to expand your comfort zone. So well, how this can do is let's say um, try to take up new challenges, try to pick up a new hobby, maybe do something that you never tried before. Or maybe when you're driving to work, try to use a different road to work as well. So try to expand your comfort zone. And next one is very useful as well, is to delay your need for gratification. So you don't have like, for example, you don't need to have your answer immediately. Let's say if you want to know about something, you don't have to Google it immediately. Why don't you try to think about it? Then maybe you can like happen to have your answer. Or let's say if you're hungry, um, you don't have to order grab food immediately. And a lot of people think, a lot of people also like to do this mistake. It's like, let's say they think about something and then they want to have it. Then they start to search Lazada and then they will want to purchase it immediately. So instead of purchasing the item immediately from Lazada, how about you try to delay it for one week? So maybe one week later, you realize that you don't need that item anymore. So all these are ways that actually trying to train your limbic brain and cerebral brain to actually respond to discomfort. All right, what we want to do is actually not try to numb this limbic brain but actually allows this limbic brain and the cerebral brain to participate equally. We don't want one brain to dominate another brain, but to let them work together. So this concept is called duality. So duality means like allowing discomfort to happen but so that you can have comfort to come in as well. So an uh, example of this can be, let's say, um, instead of feeling discomfort for a presentation, what 
uh, my goal is to actually to also feel this sense of safety and peace within me so by having this sense of safety and peace within me i'm actually letting this discomfort feeling um to have a smaller space inside of me while i reserve and a bigger space of for the feeling of safety uh, feeling of peace and feeling control so this is called duality it's like having comfort and discomfort at the same time so a good metaphor for this is let's say for the ocean so the surface of the ocean is actually um not very peaceful it's very choppy the waves are always moving there's rip types but if you look under the ocean beneath the ocean it's actually very calm and very still the fish are actually swimming peacefully so how this can represent in our daily life is like let's say in our daily life right I have a lot of demands at work so there's a lot of personal issue or maybe there's some family issue so there's a lot of problems or demands happening but at the same time within you you should actually remain calm and still so this mark call this the inner state of core balance something like that yeah inner core state of balance another important concept in this book is the importance of gratitude so why this concept is important let's go back to the concept of our limbic brain so if you remember right, the limbic brain is actually responsible for the fight and flight response, the feeling of fear, anger, and hunger. But guess what? Your gratitude feeling also actually comes from your limbic brain. So what we can do is we can draw the effects of this gratitude and to combine with this discomfort feeling to retrain your limbic system. So if you notice, right, every time when you feel grateful for something, right, you actually feel good, right? So this actually gratitude feeling actually helps to push up the dopamine level. It helps to increase your dopamine surge. So what you want to do is try to feel grateful for uh, even small things in your life. So let's say if you are feeling, feeling very frustrated today, try to take a piece of paper and try to write five things that you are very grateful for. So after that, when you write five things that you are very grateful for, you might actually feel very happy, very calm. So you, your dopamine level will start to increase. So this is another way you can use to retrain your survival instinct. So um, I think this book is actually suitable for everyone. Anyone um, can use this book in this 21st century. And it's important to be aware of all these um, effects. Okay, thank you and bye-bye.